Hi, welcome to the Zone podcast. Hi, I'm Liam Ford. And I am Paula Benetton. Hey, Liam, how about finding purpose at your 50th birthday? Oh, yeah, that, it's so cool, isn't it? Listening to, listening to Steve. And, you know, just amazing how, where, whenever you find your purpose at whatever age, how much of an impact it has on your presence and your life journey and, you know, a change in career for Steve. And so it's a really beautiful story with some surprising pieces in, in the middle. So stay tuned. Today's guest is Steve Shaw, and we go on this journey from picking grapes and making wine in Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, to finding a career with purpose. So listening and enjoy. Hey, good morning, Steve, and welcome to the Zone podcast and the show. So, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, very well. <laughs> it's, it's it's a wet Napier morning, so um, it's a bit dismal out there, but I'm good. I can hear birds in the background, and you and you've been on holiday, right? Yes, yes, I've been off for a week down to the Wairarapa, enjoying some sun and some wine. Nice. What's your favourite wine down there? What was? Oh, I have quite a few. <laughs> Friends would always go Chardonnay first, but a little red as well. Never hurt anyone. Good for the soul. Yeah, what can you recommend? What's the, the top one from there? I think they're all pretty good because they're, they're very local, but there's right. probably the Atarangis, probably a favourite. Margraine, it's always very good. Because mm. for our international yeah. listeners, some of them will know New Zealand wines and some of them won't. So yeah. so maybe you can help them out. What, what's your recommendation? Yeah, no, they're good for... White it up is good for its Chardonnay and its Pinot and they have very small boutique restaurants. There's one Japanese vintner who picks every grape by hand, and you can only get his wine sort of once in five years type stuff. Kazao, oh, wow. I think it's called. It's beautiful. Yeah, sensational. Wow, what's that called? Can you remember? I think it's Kazawa. Um, you'd have to look it up, but it's he's a Japanese-born vintner who works out of Martinborough. It's, yeah, and he literally picks his grapes by hand, mm. every single grape, rather than bunches. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah, dedicated. So that's, that's process. Pro- <laughs> yeah, that yeah. process, right? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. customer experience, isn't it? Too really. <laughs> that is customer experience. Yeah, mm. absolutely right. Yeah. If New Zealand wasn't in someone's travel list, here's another <laughs> reason to. Uh, and it's very hard for me to promote the wine there because I'm from Hawke's Bay and I'm you know born and bred even though I haven't lived here for 30 years. I moved, I moved back here last year. Hawke's Bay has some of the best wine in the world. So I better have a bit of a dig for them. A bit of a dig for them. So how does drinking wine, picking grapes by hand and this master craftsmanship link to like what you do and what you believe in and what you think is important? Because I tell you why, because I, I noticed a post on your LinkedIn saying that the Vodafone TV was terrible, so I thought, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am um, part of part of what I'm doing at the moment is kind of looking at. I work in customer experience. I've I've worked in that for many years for the for some of the corporates, and I've moved to a very smaller, uh, a quite a smaller company in Hawkes Bay. But I'm also spending time on a little venture of my own, which is looking at purpose and and how people create purpose for themselves. And part of that, you know, if I think about the guy that's picking his own wine, he obviously has a passion for his craft 
and he's found a way that he can deliver value that is quite unique to what his neighbours may be doing. And that's kind of what I my whole philosophy is about in terms of how I work, the work that I do, and also some of the work that I do, which is of my own interest. So these kind of connections always back to an experience and having a really laser sharp focus on what is a purpose. Mm. So where, where did that emerge for you? How did you get into this purpose? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always been in customer service. So right from when I first joined a corporate way back in the sort of 90s, working with customers, you, you sit in and you watch what people have designed and then you try and have to fit it into what a customer wants. And there's always been this clash of, I guess, experience and then the, you know, the customer's disappointed. And so over the years, I've always kept this customer-centric kind of thinking. But I've also, it's also pushed me to think, you know, what is the purpose of what we do when we design these things or when we make decisions you know, where's the base of that coming from? And in most cases, it's because there's limited money, there's no kind of understanding of what a customer is looking for, and then we just make some processes that will help a technology work. And so it becomes it becomes muddled for me. And so what I like to think of is, look, what's the purpose that you're trying to deliver to or or the purpose of your person so what do you want to be and then how do you deliver that back out to the people that are your audience or the people that are in front of you mm, really so, interesting so where did that come from though in i mean where did this whole wanting to serve and make sure that your customers or friends or family where did it come from way back in your childhood or did it was an epiphany no, what, what happened? no i i was up until probably and I can, I can almost pinpoint the day it was almost on the on my 50th birthday i'd always had corporate careers my my desire was to move up the ladder to earn the right wage to live in the right postal code and all that sort of stuff and when i turned 50 i just thought this isn't what it's all cut out for you know there's so much more to what I could be doing and yes it's lovely having great salaries I've had the opportunity to work around the world so I've worked up in Egypt I've worked in the UK I've worked in New York I've worked in Latvia so I've kind of been around the blocks with these lovely jobs but I still crave that moment of of experience and and my, my own personal mission is to create amazing personal experiences or human experiences and that is about being able to help people to get past this kind of emotional bankruptcy that you get to when you're in, when you're 30 where you're so defined by society's brawls and rules and and you know caveats around who you should be and what you are that you actually don't honor your own personal self and that to me is is having that sense of purpose where you make decisions that are based on the things that are right for you, not what's right for what someone else may think. And so from, from almost my 50th birthday, I've done a lot of work on, on finding ways that I can create amazing human experiences. And I've done that through a transactional learning process, which is, you know, I'm a celebrant so I can marry and, and name and, and help people to, to die in terms of their ceremonies as such. 
I've done massage therapy, so I'm doing, I've done Reiki and um, relaxation massage. I've recently certified as a death doula, which is really unusual, and people kind of go, what the hell is that? But that's basically where you help people to die in a human way, so it's non-medical transaction as such, and you help people be very comfortable with the process of dying, whether they have a terminal illness or they've had an illness that has prolonged life but hasn't given them quality and so part of that role and part of what I want to do with that the death doula business is actually make sure that people are prepared and planned for death so they get to own their experience they're not suddenly sitting there on the night before something's due to happen going what the hell will we do or where family members are then tied to a lot of decision making when that event passes so that's kind of where I've been going and I'm also a life coach, so I do work with people, and and this is what I do within my my corporate job as well, where I have my direct ports, and I work with them to make sure that they are thriving in their environment with purpose. And it's really funny that a lot of people I talk to when I say, you know, why why do you exist? And I think they think that I'm asking the, the godly questions. I'm not. I'm just really trying to determine what makes them really passionate about something. And I think about 80 to 85% of people go, I don't know, and they have no idea. That to me is the moment I rub my hands together and go, this is where the richness sits. Because with purpose, you have anchors to decision-making, you have a direction, you have a point where you'll go, actually, that flies in the face of what I want to be doing, and you have an opinion. So I work really hard to work on Again, not the richest bank account or the best house in the right postal code. I work on what's going to be critical for you to live a good life that allows you to do the things that you want to do, and that's you know includes some bucket list type things. But it's more around being able to be really upfront about what's what is your essence, what sits within you that makes you unique to everybody else. When we live in a society, we watch socials and all that sort of stuff, and and it's all about wannabe and catching up with people who are or perceived to be the ones that who are. So long, long answer. <laughs> Take, oh, took wow. me around the houses, but yeah, that's <laughs> kind of where I landed. And it was a, it was a 50th yeah. birthday that made me just go enough of the nonsense. Let's start to focus in on what can, what, what can deliver real value, which is experiences about people. I love that story, Stephen. I really, I just want to go back to your purpose because I found it so it's so powerful and I can feel, you know, like how much it brings you to life. And what would you say, you know, like what would you recommend for anyone listening right now? You know, like, cause I think we're getting to, we're more and more talking about purpose and how, how much of a difference it makes in our lives, the lives of those around us and how we contribute. Mm. But what tips would you give for someone that doesn't have a purpose yet? Like uh, how can they get clarity on that? Yeah. It's a good question. It's just about, for me for me personally, it's about asking questions. So who am I? What have I done? When was I most excited? When was I least excited? It's really tapping into who you are and where you want to actually exist in your current place. So when I say exist, it's, you know, are you really, really happy in your work? Are you really, really happy in your relationships? Do you feel that your relationships with your children are rich and full? Or, you know, are you a remote parent? Are you spending enough time in the family core? 
do you spend 12, 13, 14 hours a day at your workplace? And then what are you doing in the other hours of the day? It's those sort of quick questions that make you kind of get to the agitation point. And purpose doesn't just come. Like I've, I've, I've probably worked for two years to get to that point where I felt that creating amazing human experiences was my mission. And I've got, I could show you the number of mind maps and all sorts of things that I've done around what's important to me and who I want to be as a unique human. And that's where I've got to. And I think it's just about pulling back those layers and just going, what is it that I really, really want to be? And who do I want to sort of see myself as going into the future? Because it does change your outlook on what things can look like. Because we tend to go, you know, I'm going to make this up. I'm an accountant. I've qualified for it. I'm pretty good at it. I might as well just carry on doing it. But actually, those people can be deeply unmotivated at work. They're doing it because they're doing it. And it's emotion. So they get up every morning and they go and do their job and they come home at night. But I can almost guarantee that within that nucleus of family or, or their home environment, that won't be happy either because they're bringing back that heaviness into their home or their personal life. Because when you do have purpose, you have a different rhythm and your heart beats differently and your head works differently and you, you can say no a lot easier. And I, that's the one thing that I learned and I think friends would probably agree. I can now say no in a heartbeat. And people kind of go, but that's a bit mean. And I'm like, I don't really care because it flies in the face of what I really th think about. And so it's a no. And I'm quite comfortable with that no. And that's a skill we should all know very well. Huh? Like the art of saying no is so yeah. important. And especially in this environment, like, you know, we've got some division in the world today with, you know, vaxxing versus anti-vaxxing and all that sort of stuff. I have a place in that, uh, that, and I'm not here to talk about it, but, you know, I know what it is that's really important to me. And that's because what's true to my purpose is about amazing human experiences. And I want to make sure that every day I can deliver to that, whether it's just in a very simple conversation with someone that I don't know that I'm buying a coffee from, right through to someone working with a friend who's, you know, got some stuff going on and I can just be there for them. Wow, Steve. I mean, we could we could probably chat for hours in actual fact because you're, you're talking <laughs> from a space that we love dearly as well and we know is so, so important mm. for, for flourishing, for human flourishing. But yeah. How do people get in touch with you, and what sort of what sort of people do you want to talk to? Because it just sounds so rich and so amazing and so important. Yeah, and I want the people that I want to be dealing with something. You know, I don't I don't want to work with people that are wanting their, their different career map or to have two houses. You know, by the time they're fifty, I want to have two houses on there. Really keen on exploring who they are as their true essence and who they can be going forward. And it may not mean a change of job or a change of location, mm. but what it might mean is a whole heap of happiness that they're not currently experiencing. And I'm not a happiness guy. I can be as moody as the, as the other one, but <laughs> it's just about that sense of fulfillment and thriving in what you're doing, but almost on that daily basis. Mm. So there's, a, there's an absolute sense to what you do and how you want to behave. Great. And, and how do people get hold of you? I mean, how do they get in touch with you, Steve? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. So Steve Shaw, I think it's Steve G. Shaw on LinkedIn. And there's a little company called Time4. And I've done that because it's time for coaching, time for life, time for. So Time4, T-I-M-E, 4 is my little 
company that I have. And is that um, .co.nz time time number? No, no, I haven't quite got to that. It's just the that's just my LinkedIn okay, profile, cool. and Time Four is a is an adjunct to that. Um, I'm just about to launch my website, probably about a week or two away from that yet. But and and that will be Time Four .co.nz. Perfect. So uh, in, by the time yep. this podcast comes out, people can reach out to you and book a book a purpose appointment. At time number four yeah. .co.nz. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, Steve, it's been wonderful, wonderful talking to you and we could go on for a long time, but thank you very much. <laughs> and um, It's a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon and look forward to hearing about your success. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting this part of it all going. So it's fun. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Hey Liam, wow, what an interesting conversation and I, I really feel this power of purpose. That's uh, that's mm. what I take away from it, you know, like and I can really resonate, you know, in my own experience and the work we do at Zone with, you know, purpose being this anchor to decision making and, and by just having this clarity of what makes us unique and what's our unique impact we can make to the world just bring to to the day-to-day -day into life yeah so I, I would really recommend you know everyone to who's listening in and who curious about uncovering purpose to, to follow steve's uh reflections on hey ask yourself the questions you know be a observer of your own life the things that make you passionate how do you feel when you're doing different things and just uh, hold on the inquiry to who's the person you want to be in the future. Yeah, no, that, wasn't that amazing? It's like, as we say, it's, you know, if you want to discover your purpose, you need to know what your zone moments are. You know, those moments mm. that you're really in the zone in life and, and many and varied, but if you explore those, you'll find a red thread and that red mm -hmm. thread is usually connected to your purpose. So yeah, that no, was funny to really like hear someone else who's been on the same journey as we had 25 years ago. And, you know, the thing, two things stood out for me, one, which is craftsmanship, mm -hmm. uh, which, um, you know, sort of part of a mastery journey, um, which, which I think everyone's on in life in some way, shape or form. And, you know, I like to sort of link that craftsmanship to be the craftsman of your own life. You know, like, like to really lean into your own life and make it a craft. And, you know, it's not just like putting together IKEA furniture. <laughs> you know, it's actually like if you made this piece of furniture from hand and your own design, what would that look like? You know, what materials would you use? I mean, you'd have to learn a lot of skills, sure, but it would be beautiful. Mm. And, you know, the second thing which was really, really beautiful and, and touched my heart too because, you know, uh, you know, I have an elderly parent, as you know, is this thing where he helps people prepare for death. I mean, isn't that a, just such a touching, unique skill? And I mean, you have to have a real big heart and a lot of care for people to to do that and a lot of humility as well to listen to their stories. So it really resonated for me. And it's such a such an important work and yes. demands a lot of courage from, you know, the person willing to willing to go there. But how beautiful it is, like, if life is this, you know, uh, craft that we're creating, then, you know, make sure you design until, you know, the last drop 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even, even, even be the craftsman of your own exit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Perfect. I love it. I love it. So, hey, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, look, hope you're looking forward to the next podcast. We've got some amazing ones coming up, and of course, if you, if you ever want to join a podcast, reach out. Yeah, you know where to find us uh, at thezone.co or Liam Ford and Paula Benetton on LinkedIn. So thank you so much and uh, ciao for now. And ciao for now from me.